Um, just because it might not have been what you enjoyed before doesn't mean you can't find something yeah. new to enjoy now. Like mm. earlobes, my goodness, those are great <laughs> trigger points that a lot of people forget. And if you become oh a paraplegic, quadriplegic, you oh. can only feel there, yeah. Welcome to Code Orange. Whether you're a doctor, a nurse, therapist, tech, assistant, or admin, we've got you covered for the next 30 minutes spilling the dirt on all things healthcare. I'm still Allie. And I'm still Paige. And thanks for joining us on our show as we gab with each other for your entertainment, education, and enjoyment. And if you're here, it's probably because you enjoyed the first part of our series with Brianna Chapman and want to hear more. So here we are again with Brianna. Thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, so being that we uh, work with a bunch of clinicians, um, one thing that we usually like to get from our guests is some kind of resource and education for clinicians and other healthcare workers. So if, is there any resources or you know a message you would like to send other healthcare professionals like nurses or mm. physical therapists, occupational therapists, are there things that we could, you know, provide our patients with better care if we had some knowledge from you potentially to give them? Yeah. I, um, so I have a lot of friends, you know, growing up here, mm-hmm. you have a lot of friends who go through Loma Linda University, you know, so who yeah. are uh, medical professionals. Yeah. So, I absolutely love picking their brains Mm -hmm. about like how sexual health, Mm um, like kind of affects their career, whatever Mm -hmm. career path they went. And, um, I think one of the things that I have picked up on maybe because I love it and I'm completely focused on it is I asked them what education did they actually receive in medical school about sexual health reproduction? Mm -hmm. And I think... I could be wrong, but I think they got like maybe an hour or two. Oh, wow. Huh. So, Not surprising. And that's, I mean, that's in a lot of medical schools. Mm-hmm. I think there's one medical school in the Midwest who requires like 24 hours, mm. like broken up mm. of um, sexual health education as mm. it pertains to medical professionals. So mm. my first advice would be, Typically, individuals who go into the medical field are not thinking about someone's sexual health Mm -hmm. when it comes to their cancer diagnosis, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. treatment, or stroke, Mm -hmm. or X, Y, and Z. What about broken hips? Broken hips, limitations. We have a lot of broken hips. Yeah, we do. And a lot of times, um, that's just like... Like the sexual health just is like, oh, yeah, you don't well, even discuss it. No, like, you don't bring not it even. up. The patient's not going to bring it up. And because as the professional, you're in the room, you know, and you're going to talk about all of the important things. And when you don't bring up the sexual health aspect mm-hmm. after a stroke or mm-hmm. um, cancer treatment, they, it's almost like it just sloughs off. And there's this kind of like almost sad acceptance that your sexual health, well, you're just not going to have any more sex anymore. You're not going to have enjoy pleasure. 
Um, and it just kind of like dies. Mm-hmm. And sadly, it dies too soon. Mm. Probably around the age of 50 is probably where a lot of like bodily changes happen. You get a lot of more diagnosis of things, correct mm. me if I'm wrong. But typically, that's kind of like in age is kind of like having a lot more effect and change in body. And that's kind of where you kind of like shut off and you're like, well, that's not a priority anymore. Mm. So my advice is, and I love, I have had a couple of lectures is if you have at all any interest in sexual health and you deal with professionals Mm -hmm. or you deal with patients, feel like open up the room and ask them if they have any questions or do research yourself and seeing like, well, if you work with a lot of broken hips, Mm -hmm. what are some positions or some toys or tools that they could use to still enjoy or engage in sexual activity? And a lot of, I have OT friends who they've learned like, those you OTs, ha- uh-huh. they would totally be the ones. They to- have learned positions. <laughs> They're yeah. their adaptive equipment. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you boy. have pillows. You have, you know, oh, you yeah. get a desk or a chair. You find height yeah. because of your limitation, because of, you know, your body. So you literally have to figure out and find your new norm. And as the professional, figuring that out and being forthcoming about it, because yeah. a lot of professionals aren't comfortable talking about it. No, and no, I get that. I get that, but at the same time, then get to know someone who is comfortable talking about it and bring yeah. them in the room. That's my aunt. My aunt works at the hospital. She's a wound care nurse. Mm-hmm. She loves, she'll mm-hmm. talk about it. And she's talked about it with patients um, all the time and how it will affect all, not only that, but like your partner relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're going through cancer and chemo treatment, mm-hmm. We don't talk about or mourn the loss of that passion Mm -hmm. that is not going to be able to be had Mm -hmm. either because of, you know, you've, you have breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a loss there that happens and Mm -hmm. there isn't a grieving period. And so a lot of professionals just kind of like, well, it is what it is, or, you know, here's what happens. But then someone come in and be like, hey, so now here's what we can try. And I want you to explore this now. Mm. I want you to try these sensations. I want you to try this and, you know, journal, write about it, mm. talk about it. Um, just because it might not have been what you enjoyed before doesn't mean you can't find something yeah. new to enjoy now. Like mm. earlobes. My goodness. Those are great <laughs> trigger points that a lot of people forget. And if you become oh a God. paraplegic quadriplegic, and you oh. can only feel there. Yeah. Um, earlobes like finding different sensations of things it's like we really think of sex as black and white and there's so much beautiful rainbow in there and you just have to literally figure that out and Mm -hmm. like what it it, that can be scary Mm -hmm. but it can also be exciting like we know we used to like this but what if we tried this now Mm -hmm. yeah interesting and i think a lot of times again yeah there is you know stroke there's a lot of bullet loss that happens. And that is what you need for arousal. So get in some toys, get in some tools that are going to help you. And there's nothing wrong or shameful with needing like a little bit of assistance or help. And when you talk about geriatrics, um, uh, vibrators are an excellent tool. And I mean that truly and honestly, and it's one of those things um, if you work with the, uh, you know, the elder population, I call them the elder population. <laughs> They're the elders of our community. Um, 
you know, there's also a lot of, you know, we just like they're just not having sex, you know, and it's like supposedly exactly, but they are like that that age old thought, and it's like, well, no. That's incorrect because rising STIs yes. come from the yeah yes. yes. that population. It's oh like college all over again for them. <laughs> you put them in a care home. Like, what are they going to do? They got so like, much free time. So much. Um, and <laughs> oh, like, they man. still enjoy pleasure. Like, pleasure doesn't die. Yeah. So, it actually a lot of education happens a lot of times with um, the families. Because sometimes oh. that pleasure, <laughs> think about your parents. No. Um, oh. Because if a spouse passes away, yeah. you know, uh, there is still a certain needs that might need to be met. or mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, here's a toy for you to still experience that and have that. And there was a study that was done where individuals and i'm gonna say this m word please don't freak out individuals who masturbated oh man i think it's between the age of like 60 and like up (laughs) who masturbated like frequently we'll say because i don't really like attaching a number okay tended to live longer really than those who completely just stopped or like didn't think they could or like it's Mm -hmm. unclean or whatever Mm -hmm. They tended to live longer, and if you think about it, they are mm. allowing themselves a piece of pleasure, yeah. and they're going to enjoy a lot more. There's chemical release of dopamine through your body after that you know, experience. You just are generally happier, more yeah. pleasant to be around. So maybe it's not the level of the diet, you guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a blue zone, you know. <laughs> Whoa. I would love to research it what from that are they now. doing? I, yeah, that's great. You've Thank given God. me an idea. Thank God. Thank God. I, I'm going to put it in my notebook. Oh, my gosh. gosh. Look into more. What does the blue zone actually mean? Exactly. Um, so stop that you eat oh those my goodness. walnuts. Dirty. It's actually. No, I. So. Again, you have a lot of medical professionals dealing with all populations. We'll say that, not just the um, the elder population. But I would really hope that, A, even in your um, not only try to be sex positive, yeah. um, find and research it out for yourself. Kind of, if you've seen like a lot of patients coming with broken hips in, like look up, like what are some tools? What are some pillows some positions or things? If you have a lot of stroke patients, what mm-hmm. are some tools out mm-hmm. there? There's this O-nut, which is like kind of like a cock ring of sorts. It's like cushier. And that actually works for a lot of different things. But that's what I mean. Really? Like look up the tools out there. Mm-hmm. They're out there. And then mm-hmm. refer them or refer them to someone who is, comfortable talking about Mm. these um Mm. whether it's a sex therapist or something that you can talk about the loss that's happened or the change because a lot of times medical professionals address the medical issue yeah Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other things that come wrapped around involved in it um whole person care like we talked about yeah so 
I love talking about it, so anyone can come and talk to me about any issues or anything. Um, can but about a resource we could tell our patients? Like, can they come to Planned Parenthood and talk to someone like oh, you? Or Planned Parenthood doesn't deal with that per- okay. particularly. I okay. meant me as a person. Oh, I would okay. do that. Oh, hundred percent. And our cute geriatric people. Do. Oh, I would love it to work. I like my my yaya moved into a care home, and I was like, perfect. I'm gonna bring my box of vibes in. <laughs> oh man! And she was like, hey, when's oh. that niece coming over yours? <laughs> I was like, yeah, they can come and talk to you if they need me, you know, and she's like super like, ooh. She's like, um, oh, joy. She's like very, again, very supportive, but also at the same time doesn't know what to do with me. Um, <laughs> no, at Planned Parenthood, one thing that I really have to say I'm very proud of is, so I don't work in the clinics, um, but I have visited our clinics and I know we offer care for all genders and one thing that I would stress to other medical professionals is to look at your forms and surveys that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know Planned Parenthood, we look at our forms and we try to um, make sure that we're taking care of the whole person mm-hmm. and making sure you're getting all of the accurate information mm. yeah. and not, you know, with your form, with it being very binary but opening yeah. it up to allow for a lot of different answers so you can right. really make sure you're addressing yeah. issues and making yeah. sure you're taking care of the whole individual. Um, I think in our current home health EMR, there's actually not a place that acts, asks about sex. But I remember when I was working in the hospital mm. like five years ago, there was a section that was <laughs> sex and I would just be like oh yeah just skip right over that <laughs> or like if I'm out in a, a good if, if I'm out with a in a like a patient's home and it's mm. a guy and yeah. I see like Viagra or Cialis yeah. on their med list I'm like yeah we're just I just don't even like I don't even I'm it, so embarrassed now but like this is I just don't, prn right as I, needed okay i don't know i just leave it off i'm like oh yeah don't even ask him about that he's gonna be really embarrassed about that and so well what's really funny is i didn't know what that was and i was like what's this one for and then this little oh. old man was like oh how embarrassing because it wasn't the standard name right you know yeah, yeah. like oh my god i got home and googled it to put it in the med rack and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> Oh, no yeah. wonder he turned purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um yeah, I know it's not a topic for everyone. I you know, it doesn't yeah, come but, off the cuff. But, but honestly, it comes up and patients oh, are wondering does. about it. it and does. like I don't know that I've really encountered it in home health before, but when I was working as a post op surgical nurse on an ortho neuro floor mm-hmm. in yes. Walla Walla. I, there was like a couple (laughs) stories come to mind, but there was this kind of young couple, this, I think it was a woman that had a lumbar back surgery or something. And they were just, it was the boyfriend in there and they were all over each other. Creepy, yuck. Like, can you at least not kiss while I'm in here passing meds? You know, I'm just like, can you the just passion was strong? Can you babe. just stop? Meanwhile, I'm like, do you need five minutes? I can come right back. Oh <laughs> man, that uh, that wouldn't even occur. And so, <laughs> and so, and so, but this one particular couple, right in front of the boyfriend, and they're like hugging. That the the woman is like, so when can we start having sex again? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was so um, like flustered and rattled and embarrassed. <laughs> People have sex. And no. I was like, what? what? You guys, so inappropriate. And so I like. Ex- you did not say that. No, I didn't. But okay. I was like so hot and red and like so embarrassed Mm. you know and it's and it's your spouse is dying over here and so (laughs) which is so ironic because of my you know how how things have changed in my life but um I have to say give yourself some grace give your please give yourself some grace of your past experiences because of yes. also what we were taught and learned, like, growing up. Yeah. So What's my excuse then? Give, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. You no. give yourself grace as well. Of course. Grace all around. I think no, it's just a yeah. taboo thing. Like, some people think it's it just really, taboo. It really is. So, yeah. you know what's so funny? Because we're talking about how occupational therapists would be the one to talk about this. Yeah. So, what I did was I, like, excused myself when it was appropriate. I went out Put and... Put in an order for OT. No, no. I went down and found this super quirky OT that, like, mm. hardly ever quit talking. And I was like, if anybody knows, she knows. Mm-hmm. And she took me straight to the sex book in the supply room. Yeah. And I was like, okay, here you guys go. Here you go. <laughs> See, but there you are. You didn't, yeah. like, stop. You went and yeah. found somebody else in you yeah. who was willing to do that. Like, so even if you as the medical professional aren't either A, like you just don't know or an equipped don't want to, yeah. but don't stop it there. Like yeah. find someone, yeah. like give them the resources yeah. find the resource. or, you know, you know so, so that they, they don't, can have it answered. Exactly. And so they don't like break their surgical screws trying to have sex in the wrong way or something too soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a total hip ask me when I was like fresh out of school, like so young. And I was like, what? And yeah. yeah, And what do you mean by that? They were like asking in a cute way or something. And I just like had no idea what she was hinting at. And the husband's laughing and I'm like, Mm. what? Yeah. What are you asking? (laughs) Yeah. No, that would, I mean, that would be my advice. Yeah. In my head, there would be a position for sexual health educators or, I mean, you call it counselors, too, in hospitals. Yeah. Um, yeah. In my head, I would love that. And, again, maybe because I'm surrounded by medical professionals, friends, family. Yeah. Um, I do ask that of, like, friends, yeah. like, what are you doing for this and this? Because I'm also learning about it. You know, we're not, we haven't even tapped into, like, scar tissue and kind mm-hmm. of, like, a lot of the actual scientific, like, mm-hmm. what's happening on the bodily level mm-hmm. that's affecting, mm-hmm. you know, your... Yeah abilities to be aroused or etc um which vary greatly depending on diagnosis Mm -hmm. i honestly feel like having somebody of the sexual health educator variety in a hospital setting or in a patient setting very valuable totally um because it also speaks to their sexual health their relationships Mm -hmm. in general too and that also gets forgotten as the partner yeah. Um, two, and that is just as valuable and important for that relationship too, for them to have that understanding of what's going on, how, what can they do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in my head, I've already taken over Loma Linda University and I already have a <laughs> sexual health school. Oh man. Um, 
So that's that's in like oh, the wow. ten or fifteen year plan track. Yeah. So stay tuned. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, yeah. No, I because I really do feel it's very, and a lot of people they know they need it, but they don't know how to ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm just so curious to know. Um, I was quite caught off guard, Mm -hmm. you know, when the initial um, opinion, whatever thing was leaked. Yeah, Yeah. the leak. Mm -hmm. And then like, no way, this couldn't possibly be leading to its, you know, its reversal. And like, what's the, what's the sentiment? You're coming into Planned Parenthood almost right as that's happening. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you you my timeline. (laughs) I, I, um... The leak was the beginning of my second week of Planned Parenthood. Oh, man. So I kind of knew, like, this was coming down. Um, And And what were people saying around you? Like, what was the sentiment? So it's it's a very, again, brand new employee. So I'm still doing, like, general orientation. (laughs) And then this happened and we were supposed to have a team meeting and we actually postponed it so we could focus our efforts on responding media and making, preparing our own mental health too within the organization Mm -hmm. um, because they're very big on that. And that was actually one of the questions I asked of my supervisor before being hired was like, Mm. what do we do for our mental health? Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to speak right to it when that leak happened um, there was like in-house kind of like discussion group. So if mm. any employee could join and like, just talk about how this, how does this make you feel? How's this impacting? Yeah. Um, and I have to say like Planned Parenthood is ready to fight mm. and we were preparing for the different responses that could have happened. Mm. So the leak, um, was just kind of like, all right. Let's prepare for both sides still. Um, You know, whatever outcome happens, we're prepared. Hmm. And let's put into practice these things we're going to do. So I have to, I can speak to California. Yeah. It's still, abortion is still safe Mm -hmm. and legal here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And you'll see that on our billboards. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, when the SCOTUS, response actually did come out a couple Fridays ago. Um, I was in the office and, um, it was one of those things like the pit of your stomach kind of falls. And I realized personally, uh, this is my world that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not everyone's world. And that's kind of one of those difficult lines that Mm -hmm. you balance. Um, because a lot of friends and family don't necessarily know what was going on in the news. And, hmm. but yet my, a lot of a our media and our press and stuff that we talk about and prepare and from our department standpoint, we still offer our same services. We're still doing presentations in the community and mm-hmm. that on the clinician side, we did up our hours mm. um, and which is awesome. And their services too opened up a lot more what are, cause our clinics offer different mm. things depending on the region or area or city. Um, and so our services expanded in a lot of those clinics as well, which was really great. 
Um, but for California, we're still, yeah. you know, abortion is still safe and legal. Have you seen a lot of um, patients coming in to California or not? Maybe Again, because I'm not on the clinic okay. side. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately don't know those numbers. Okay. Um, I mean, we do expect, you know, because we're next to Arizona, mm-hmm. we do expect um, to possibly have some more. And we are prepared for any and all who mm-hmm. come from any state. Mm-hmm. We will take you. We will make a plan mm-hmm. um, for you. We have a care coordination team that even helps with wow. um, a place for you to stay. Mm-hmm. And we work with Lyft, who helps mm-hmm. you wow. take you to and from the clinics for whatever services you need. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and so we have a lot of systems in place. And there, it's like a well-oiled machine. Wow, that's um, great. So, yeah, we I don't know the numbers on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not on the clinic side of things. Yeah. But yeah, it's I have to say we are, and you I've already seen it too in the news. Like Planned Parenthood is here, and we're fighting still. Mm-hmm. So, I it's it's a decision that does affect us, but we're not going to let it stop us. Mm -hmm. And so you're seeing like a lot of our legal team Hmm. working in a lot of these different States. Yeah. Um, and so our efforts are everywhere. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Could you see a scenario where it could be stopped? Planned planned parenthood could be stopped. I, you know, at this point I don't, I don't see a scenario like that. We offer a lot of services that I don't think Mm -hmm. the general population really understands. We do STI testing, HIV testing. We do breast exams. We do cervical screenings. We do pap smears. You know, we're we're offering a lot that has to do with your reproductive health care. And our new, um, we do um, gender-affirming hormone th- uh, treatment, which is our mm. newest thing we offer in just a few of our locations. Oh, and I'm really? speaking to Pacific Southwest. Okay. Um, I know that we offer that. So we're offering a lot of services wow. um, to individuals in the community. Generally free, right? Or if they have insurance, you guys will bill it? Or how does that work? So they, we, there's Medi-Cal. Yeah. And they work with Family Pact as well. And just out of pocket mm-hmm. or, um, but the clinics will work with you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Like they will yeah. always make a plan for whoever walks in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think people realize there's a lot of services that we offer. Yeah. And so to shut us down for just abortion probably is not going to happen anytime soon. I can't see that, but, um, yeah, no, we're we're here to stay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Here for good, I think, is That's our new great. tagline. Oh, well, nice. and uh, thank goodness we're in California. Yeah, mm. you know, yeah. I it's not for the heat, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the taxes. <laughs> okay. uh, no, we uh, or yes. the traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel very fortunate. Um, Our affiliate is a pretty phenomenal affiliate. The people involved, everyone who works there, I mean, they want to work there. And that's a pretty special environment to be in, especially because I've taught in a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. Not everyone wants to necessarily be there. Yeah. 
And here in my affiliate, everyone has a passion for it and they're super supportive. And like I said, mental health is very important there. So if you need to take a day or a break or like there's resources for us. And Mm. um, so it's a pretty, a pretty phenomenal organization. I love talking about them because I don't think people see that side. That's cool. I think it's As an employer, I love that. You guys just want to rave about me, right? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, well, you're moving on. Yeah, just kidding. Um, <laughs> your energy and your passion for this is like very obvious and like fills the room. So thank you so much for being here and taking so much of your time. Oh, thank you, guys. I feel like we could talk to you for like the rest of the day, but well, I've said yeah. it before. Any day I get to talk about sex is a great day. Oh, so. that's hilarious! <laughs> You're is, in the right biz. Then. This is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you so so much. Um, learned so much from you, and look forward to maybe having you on again for another topic or something. I've got so. a lot of different topics. <laughs> we'll see you guys want a part two with Brianna Um, yeah well thank you so much and we appreciate it no thank you for having me I really appreciate it so thanks so much for joining us today that kind of brings us to the end of our program thank you so much Brianna it's been really fun please take a minute to like review rate our show on whatever platform you're listening and you can learn more about us on our website, priorlevelhh.com. Um, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you can also find a link to our podcast there. Um, but um, yeah, thank you for joining us on Code Orange. We'll see you next time. Oh, no, no, no. I texted my husband. I said, I will be home late tonight. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Are we we gone?